Wax, how we doing goes. this morning, my man? My man, Mr. Rodney Rodriguez, how are you? Apparently, I'm at fucking, or excuse me, when you get on, I just want to lay the yes bombs, dude. When the was, boss leaves, you know, man. When I saw that comment, I, I was kind of looking around there, and I'm like, yeah, I haven't been there in a long time because now that my kids are grown, dude, I don't do any of that shit anymore. I mean, all the years of you doing that, uh, well, not to places like that. I mean, like like Gaddyland. We got a Gaddyland here in Round Rock, and the girls always wanted to go there when they were kids. Let's go to Gaddyland and, and do all this shit. <laughs> now it's like, hell no. No. I'm done with that, man. My work Absolutely. is done with those children. No, nah, man. Thankfully, dude, like, Tom, so Tom McKay and Audiovisual Consultation took this place up, man. Like, you can see behind me, I got two flat screen TVs there, 4K. Yeah. That way I can watch any game that I want or, or multiple games at the same time. And then when I get bored, like, I'm also into retro gaming, too, dude. Like, yeah. I love... I love playing Mortal Kombat. I love playing Street Fighter. I like playing, you know, Beer Tap, or they call it Root Beer Tap now. They took the 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 alcohol sponsor out of it, I guess, which yeah, used to be Budweiser, apparently. It was, it was yeah. wild. But no, I got two yeah. arcade retro machines. I got 16 arcade games on there. And audiovisual consultations took that up, man. 512-255-8678. Avconsultations.com, brother. That's hey, a good man. dude right there, man. I'm going to have What'd to. I'm going to have to. Tonight? I'm going to have to have you over. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you here in a second. I'm going to have to have you over because I, I still have. Um, I've got the Atari 2600. You know, you stick the big game cartridge in there. Dude, I still got that. Have to. Uh, I've got this old TV that I bought from a dude. Sold it to me for $5. Had it in his old, uh, you know, uh, Winnebago or whatever the hell it was. It's the only way that I can do that. So so I actually need to get Tom back over here. Tom was here a while back. I need to get him over here. So I've got all this empty space back here, and I've got all these ideas now. Um, we we got to get Tom back over here because uh, he's right here in Round Rock yeah. right now, loud. So uh, get this thing retrofit. Hey, uh, I want to ask you one thing. I want to ask you one go thing. I, uh, so this morning I had to get out and about and go do some chores. You know, it's like, okay, here's your list of things to do today before you get over here and play radio, if you know what I mean. So so, so here's a list. One of them was that I, I needed to make a stop at HEB. Dude, do you ever go to HEB and just walk around and listen to the music? Dude. Um, no, usually I go with my music in. So I can oh, you take your own. Out, tune out all Dude. the crazies. But then, no, ironically, all the crazies think I'm crazy. So... Yeah, they see you coming, and they're, and they're running for the turnstiles. No, dude, you, you just sit there and walk around and listen. It's like there was a song today, and it's like, man, I hadn't heard that in years. And and it's just, it it, it should have been a 10-minute trip, and it turned into, I look down, and 35 minutes later, I'm just walking aimlessly. <laughs> and, of course, when I'm doing that, I end up buying a bunch of shit that I didn't need in the first place. And I, I went there to buy three things, and I walked out with about 15. <laughs> I couldn't go to the self-checkout, but, uh, yeah, man. Go, Do you go usually there. go with a list? Um, you know, so here's the thing. Here, here's what happens. You gotta have a list going in there, Rodney. Are no, you gonna dude, be? I, I don't have a list, and that's where things get all jacked up because I see shit and just buy it. This so is the we, chaos of chaos theory, ladies right. and gentlemen. This is the chaos part of chaos theory. I'm the theory clearly, and he's the chaos. <laughs> so, so we go. I mean, we we do our grocery order. I mean, my wife is like buttoned up. I mean, it's like she sits there on Sunday, and it's like boom, 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 figuring everything out, and we go. But it's like seriously, dude. I go to H E B, and not just to buy beer. I, I go to H E B probably almost every day <laughs> almost every day just to i don't know maybe smell the seafood um, i don't know look at the meat i don't know what the hell i'm doing no nah, man um, I, i'm like i i feel like i am an extrovert but i know deep down inside i am an introvert like apparently i am an empj or whatever the hell that stuff is that's what my wife says she hits me up with all these personality yeah. listings or whatnot um as much of an extrovert that I am, I I love the confines of my home. Like I rarely leave. Like I got a nice backyard. I got a great dog. I got a great wife. Um, my neighborhood. I'll take the dog on a walk. Um, but usually, if I need, I make one trip. We make one trip to wherever we need to go. We usually buy for the month. So, or maybe we'll do like a buy. Oh, nice. You know, like a a, a bi monthly. You know, where mm -hmm. we'll not bi monthly. That would be two months, but a bi weekly rather. Yeah, where we'll go every other week um that way everything you know kind of just stays fresh or not mm -hmm. but uh you like i limit myself to interactions with society so I, to speak, dude, bro. I, I totally get that and that's and that's a funny thing for me because i mean at times people just 
drive me crazy. And, 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 and it's not people that I'm, you know, maybe uh, interacting with. It's just kind of people in general, you know what I mean? And it's that, that's where it, my wife always talks to me and, and she's like, you know, it's so odd to me that you are in sales and you know, but a lot of times you don't want to get out of the house. You'll do your little grocery store run, go do whatever you're going to do. But that, but it's just like you just shelter back in and bunker yourself into your room. And it's like, what? Well, that, that's yes. I mean, it's comfort if, though, right? Right. It, it, and the whole thing is wags. I mean, because like talking about with you and, and Dave and Buster's over there, if this room <laughs> wasn't so dark, if this room wasn't so dark, I'd have the lights off. I, I mean, it's like, yeah. dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I think it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. You know, so when the pandemic happened, it's like, okay, everybody bunker in, go to your bunker. Don't go anywhere. Don't, don't socialize. Don't do shit. And it's like, okay. So now it's like times 1000. It seems like for me. Yeah. On, um, on it's, it's funny, right? Like when you're in the, like the comfort level, right? Mm -hmm. When you're in the comfort level of your own house, it's hard to leave it. And I think Tom Hardy said it, but like Tom Hardy's got a quote and I'm paraphrasing here. It's dangerous finding out how comfort, how comfortable you are when you're alone, because mm -hmm. once you do, you realize that you don't need, you don't rely on people. And it, it's funny that you see, like, I got a lot of friends that watch from back home and stuff. Um, man, if I wouldn't interact with them on a weekly basis, you know, just, just via text messages, man, it, it's like that you know the mind is uh what's what's that old saying like with the mind like terrible thing to waste you know no 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 well that that's true but like this this like is your brain grow, on drugs oh hot, okay. hearts either grow fonder like a part or whatever but they also oh, yeah. lose their uh they also lose their memory or whatnot like i don't know it's like an old adage i can't remember it at this time but it's true though like it's a paraphrase but it's true like you really do lose like the like the routine that you go through in terms of a relationship, right? Like the intimacy of a relationship, if you're not just having like an actual conversation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like, uh, like, like look at all your friend groups, like look at all, look at all your, your circles, right? Like your circles remain there, but you usually have a, your focus kind of alternate all around that different circle based off of the conversations that you have, or like, yeah. you know, how, how much active or how intimate that you are in that relationship at that time. Yeah, yeah, and and I think one thing, and then that's we, my theory on life, Rod. We can get on to the real thing or real topics here in just a minute, but I, and I think that's the other thing to to where I have you know just grown so comfortable right here, just being in in my space. It's like when I do my other stop usually is going to do the cycle stuff that I was talking about, and 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 I was never the rah rah community guy or or any of that stuff, but but that I I've really embraced that I think because that that is my interaction because like when I'm talking about going to the HEB, I'm not over there trying to be the governor, shaking hands and right. Hair, right. And, you're you know, on a mission, right? I'm just getting my shit and getting out of there and listening to the music. But you know, when 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 I'm doing the other thing, we talk about community, and, and that's really what it is. Of course, it's all women, so that doesn't hurt. Crying out loud, you know that's no. that's that, that's always good. But uh, it's anyway, a good motivator. So, so there's our theory on life right there. So you all, hey, you know, that's well. a good point. That's a good point though too. Like when I when I am out with the community. Mm -hmm. It's usually during a sports activity. And I don't know if like sports just lower because I I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bullshit everybody. Everybody that's been you know listening to me for seven years, you know, I was in the military, man. I'm you know, went through a, a whole bunch of shit, you know, deployed, you know, right. four times and yep. you know, three times to a combat zone. So it's you know, I go through shit and sometimes I'll just like to recluse and be by myself. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times that anxiety you know starts to come and, and is created just by crowds and when sports are involved it really does relinquish the anxiety because it's just something that i can focus on it makes me feel like i'm back at home it reminds me of my my times before uh before i went into the marines man i don't i don't know i guess there's a there's a lot to break down dude a, a lot to break down inside of somebody's mind that's for sure dude oh, and know, that man. is our theory on life on a friday Life is chaotic as shit. It is chaotic. So, so that that's the whole thing. So so when people say, uh, you know, if, if you're thinking, and here's a quick PSA, yeah, you know, if, if you if you have a friend, <laughs> you have a relative, you have somebody where you just think something is wrong, something's just not. Oh yeah, for sure. That's uh, not a joke. Yeah. Ask a question, man. Be for like, sure. right, hey, are you okay? If you're not, and everybody out there listening me? too. Yeah. Everybody out there listening, like you know, always hit me and Rodney up. Our our lines are always open. If you guys got any questions or you just got to get stuff off your chest that's not sports related, like um, 
I shit, I do that all the time for my military brothers, man. Oh yeah, always. Yeah, my phone's always yep. open, man. My phone is yep. always open. Yep. All right, let's get into the gridiron, man. From the yep. from the gritty to the gridiron, my guy. How was Thursday night football for you? Man, I totally enjoyed it. I just liked uh, I just liked having uh, you know live NFL games that actually meant something, man. So so cool to see that. And then you know it's I, I don't, don't care think, if you're you don't think the preseason means anything though, dude. I, I if I we am, didn't play preseason games, the if we didn't play preseason games, preseason quality would be mm -hmm. going on during week one. Let me tell so you, brother. Preseason games are important. I have said for years, and people will 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 push back at me or whatever. And it's like some of the best football that you're going to see all year is preseason because those are guys that are playing for bread. I mean, you're you're trying to get on a roster. Um, so to me, I mean, that's their livelihood right there. And again, you're not playing against you know the first teamers or whatever the hell it is right there. But I mean, to me, it's just and and I think it's so cool. I, I think the guys like us, Wags, and I mean all of us here, you know, anybody that works in sports radio or online or, or you know whatever you want to call it, I think it's so cool for us when you watch preseason if you actually pay attention to it because you're watching people that maybe one you've either seen them in person or you followed their career at yeah. some point, former fashion, whether it be you know through D two or, or in D one or whatever you're, you're watching those guys i mean the, the the coolest part for me i mean not only being a cowboy fan but it, it and it really hits home when we get to see a guy like like the deuce yeah. you, you know just watching shit like that you know uh, i mean how, how great is that how great is well, that it, it's like like that, that, produced, I didn't, that, that produced highlight reels for you and i and, right and man and i didn't really guy. it didn't hit home for me like when garrett wilson got in the league it yeah. it you know, Bucky always used to talk about it, right? And he goes, hey, man, you got to go see this kid, Garrett Wilson. Like, he's really something. He Trust mm -hmm. me, like, I know when I'm seeing it. And then finally, like, after after one, after one, I think the first season there, I went, I went Garrett's senior year, and I saw him play a team, and he ran a button hook. Like, a, like Rodney, it was a simple five-yard button hook in the middle of the field, and he was surrounded by a linebacker and two safeties yeah. and a cornerback. All he did was turn around and run, and nobody called him. I mean, he went untouched. And he yeah. was surrounded by four dudes. He didn't even make a move. He's just that. Like, you just know when the talent's on the field. And that's how we felt when we saw Deuce, too, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. the kid's special. It, it doesn't matter what level of play it is. Ball players are going to ball. And, right. and everybody's – I've heard that Deuce is 5'5". Five, five. I swear to God he's not 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> I've stood next to him. You stood I next swear, to him, yeah. yeah. I swear exactly. to God he is not 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I really go back. I, I mean, I channel stuff back. Like when I see Samaje P. Ryan, you, you know, he bounces oh, yeah, around yeah. and he's in all these different places. And I'm like, dude, I remember that fucking guy in high school and, and you know, running up all over everybody. And, and the fact that he's been able to do that. And, and one of the coolest things that ever happened for me was so. So for a lot of years, I, I did Lake Travis baseball. And I, I know we don't hone into high school here, but this story is really cool. So so when Brett, when Brett Beatty, I, I mean, I did all those years of calling Brett Beatty games. He gets drafted and he goes to the to the Mets. You know, he had committed to Texas and, and he's going to go play for the Mets because he gets drafted. I, I reach out to his dad and I'm like, man, congratulations, you know, whatever. And then I get a I get a text from Brett Beatty and it's like, dude, thanks for the great words and all this stuff. I, I appreciate you, you know, doing my game. It's like, dude, that's fucking awesome, man. That is so cool. That is so cool. That, that's why the you don't think that they appreciate it, you know? Oh no, no, and that's why I think preseason minor league baseball. I mean, all of that. I mean, that's why you know a lot of people are like, eh, whatever, man. Pay attention to that stuff because it is amazing. But but yes, it was really good to have that game going. Uh, you know, something live last night, and hey, you know, all the hype was around the Chiefs. But I tell you what, uh, I think all the all the stuff that we were hearing about Detroit. I, I mean, uh, again, uh, Kadarius. You lay uh, any money Tony, down last night? No, I didn't. I, I didn't. No. I, I mean, I, I'm actually in a pool. Uh, I'm in a pool where I can win at the end of the year. And and actually, I got that. I, I, I won that game last night. So it was a good thing for me there. But it um, last man, second, it, I, took, uh, I took Detroit. Last second, I took Detroit. Yeah, right. That's yeah. Awesome, dude. That's four and a half. Hey. They were getting four and a half. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's it's like we were we've been talking about during the week, dude. I mean, for for Detroit, I mean, you and I, I mean, we we've been discussing, you know, was all the hype worth it, you know, for the Lions right here? Well, shit. I mean, they had a lot of help. They had a yeah. lot of help. But hey, man, you go slay you go slay the dragon, dude. What a way to start their season. No, I thought Jared Goff looked fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean. People have gotten on his quarterback play for a couple of years now, man, but he's, he's arrived now. I don't know if he's reinvigorated because he's, you know, he's found like a new home yep. and, a, and a new belief system in Detroit. And I, I mean, 
if Dan Campbell is fighting for you and believes in you, that's one hell of a person and a motivator to kind of reinvigorate your character, right? And you saw the same kind of thing happen with Nick Foles and Andy Reid. Andy Reid gave Nick Foles up and said, hey, man, there's a lot of quarterback in you. You're still not done yet. Nick Foles goes on to play for Doug Peterson and gets a, uh, you know, a championship with Philly, gets a Super Bowl with Philly, man. Yeah. Um, it, it, dude, it's just uh, – it, it's really good to see when quarterbacks actually – start to kind of find their mold man you know and and i kind of felt bad for jerry Goff, and not that not that these guys these millionaires need empathy Uh, everybody needs empathy but not that these millionaires really rely on my empathy to to feel bad for them or good for them but it kind of sucks man like you got this franchise and this raw you know this awesome nfl roster kind of being you know generated and, and and formed around you and conjured around you and then all of a sudden you're just going to be plucked and trade for that last missing piece and they thought it was Stafford now look I think the Rams would be in a lot better position if they had golf at this moment I'm not yeah. saying that golf is better than Stafford but at you know it feels like Stafford's career is kind of ending and golf's is kind of ascending just a little bit um I'm not saying mm-hmm. that he's coming into a tier one quarterback but he looks good and he looks like he can lead Detroit to some Dare I say, like some postseason play, man? I don't, I don't. After I'm not giving them all that much hype after last night. Let's consider what it is. It's week one. Yeah. There was no Travis Kelsey, no Eric Bieniemy calling plays. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of different and a lot of moving parts there for Kansas City. So, uh, but it, it's wild though. Like we talk about Andy Reid in the bye week, right? How much he preps for the bye week. His record for week one is pretty damn good too because he's able to prep. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And don't and don't tell me that the refs and I I did I did this yesterday talking about officiating, and I can't believe I'm doing it today again. But I I I know what I saw, and everybody that watched that damn game saw what I saw too, because we had the bird's eye view, and you can't lie to the eye in the sky. You mm-hmm. saw Taylor, the right tackle of the Chiefs, line up, what maybe a, a yard and a half oh, in yeah. the backfield, almost oh, all yeah. night, all yeah. night, and and he was leaving early to deal with Hutchinson's yeah. quickness. And dude, yeah. you know the snap count. You know mm-hmm. the snap, or you can look at the ball. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering about that last night. I guess they finally called it at the end, but but it's like, yeah. I mean, and, yeah. And real quick, Rodney, and this, and uh, Derald has a uh, has a really good comment here too, dude. Like that's what eight eighteen percent of the salary cap hit gives you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. But you know, I really think in the case of golf, and 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 again, it it is it is really cool to see to to see those stories because we we do. I mean, I think you and I really go to the human element of this, where you know it's really okay to root for somebody to do okay. You know, we're, we're going to root against we're going to root against our opponent or whatever. But you know, when so, when somebody does something really cool, that that really is pretty badass. But you. But you get into situations like this where, you know, Goff, I mean, Goff, they, 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 he was a flop. He was a whatever you call it, whatever you want to call it. Here he goes. He's going to Detroit. You know, it's like, okay, that, that's where the career is going to end. You know, that that's where you go to die. Your career is going to end or whatever. But he is he has absolutely done the reverse. And a lot of it, we see it we see it all the time where it, it's a system. It's a system situation, whether it be the system itself, whether it be the coach, whether it be the position coach or whoever it may be. That, that can go in there and they go in there and they save these guys careers and yeah. and and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that I mean that that's a great I mean I I, I get excited back in Jeff Fisher's system <laughs> exactly exactly yeah I mean that that's the best case that, that's the best example right there I mean you get into a situation like that and, and I mean all of these guys you know when when they call them journeymen you know you have a journeyman whatever you're quarterback running back offensive lineman whatever it is and they ship them off you know they're at the end of the career but they fall into a system that suits what they're talented at and they excel dude and and maybe they get a big contract or maybe they get a chance to go play in a playoff game or, or whatever because nobody thought nobody saw this for jared goff and but the whole thing is we've we've known a long time, Jared Goff is super talented, and he is leading that team. And especially in that division, Wags, we we broke that division down the other yeah. day, and and we we're like, well, I don't it's know Minnesota, I guess, but geez, they they look pretty I, damn. See, I can't give Minnesota. I I still can't give Minnesota the roses. Even you know, I I know that that Madison is a good running back, but yeah. Dalvin Cook is a special back, and when he's you know he might be a little bit prone to injury, but when he's on the field, dude, he's he's a, a wrecking ball. He's a force to be. Uh, He's a force to be reckoned with as well. So, 
to me, man, I think he he's a great addition to the Jets. I think they're going to do tremendous out of that backfield, too, with Brees Hall. He looks pretty decent, you know, coming off of an ACL injury there. Um, but, yeah, that, that that North is wide open right? for the NFC, yeah. dude. And, and right now, man, I'm not giving anybody the roses except maybe – Maybe Detroit and the Bears, and I haven't even seen the Bears. I'm just really excited about DJ Moore coming over there into that wide right in that wide receiver room. So yeah, and we'll and I think I think if you're Kansas City, I mean, you sit there and you watch that. I mean, there's a lot that was in that last night. You know, it's like it's like when a high school football coach says, "Man, I hate homecoming because there's distractions." I mean, there was a lot of distractions. Was last Tony night. distracted? Was Kadarius Tony distracted last night? That, dude, I, I totally agree with Brad. I would investigate that because some of that shit, I'm like, stop. you all need to stop on this. The guy like, had a bad game. Was oh. he really throwing chat? Everybody watching this stream right now, please let me know if you think Kadarius Tony was throwing, please. Yeah. Put a, so, I mean, some you don't of even that. have to put, just put one in the chat for yes, he was throwing or two in the chat. If not, he was throwing <laughs> and we'll announce, uh, we'll announce yeah. our, uh, yeah. And then we're going to call Roger Gurdell at the end of this and, and demand whatever it's supposed to happen. But I mean, with some of that, and, and I mean, the chiefs are going to be fine. Chiefs are going to be fine. I mean, when you get Kelsey back, um, you're, you're going to be, they're, they're going to be fine. I just think, I just think it, it was really cool. It was a great story last night to see the lowly Detroit Lions come on out and take down the, you know, Patrick Mahomes, multiple Super Bowl wins here in his first four or five years, whatever it's been, to, to see them come out and do that. And, and the, it was a really complete game for Detroit. I mean, honestly, I mean, let's take out the fact that Kadarius Tony was was helping them out right here. But Well, hey, I'm, hold on now. Hold on. The rest were helping out Kansas City, it felt right. like, too. It, yeah, it really yeah. did. Like. Yeah. You could have called a false start or a hold on every play. I mean, of course, yeah. you can call a hold on every play in the NFL anyways. Yeah, but, I mean, man. they were they were pretty exclusive on mm -hmm. some of their call. Like, it, it felt like they were – it felt like, hell, they were getting, uh, you know, sandwiches and water on the sideline of the Kansas City Chiefs, man. It felt like yeah. they were all but, on one team. So so does that come down to – does it come down to where it's one of those things where the where the officials are like, okay, we're going to let him play? I mean, because we hear that a lot of times. You, you hear that more, I guess, in basketball, where it's like, a, okay, we're going to let him play, which that's a whole different story because in basketball, flopping and all this different stuff. But, uh, yeah, yes, yes, lots of calls there. But, I mean, Detroit ran the ball well. Uh, that, that surprised me. I, I was surprised that they ran the ball as well as they hey, did. Hey, man, Montgomery looks pretty good, dude. And this Dudney? Gibbs is special. Dudney? Yeah, I didn't. That, I wasn't so hot on Gibbs. Like, and he got a lot of fantasy hype too, right? Uh, he was yeah. going early and early, like at least if you didn't get him in the second round, he was gone. Mm -hmm. You weren't mm -hmm. going to see him a third time. Um, and I, I wasn't big on him. I, it's not the fact that I didn't think that he was a quality running back. I just didn't think he'd be able to adjust in in and and get to the speed level of the nfl now i know he's a fast back but still you got to put some pounds on a little bit to survive in this yeah. league we talk a little bit about how, about how deuce vaughn's kind of a special player but that's because he's kind of built like that uh like that tiny wrecking ball of, of darren right. stroll you know what i mean yeah. like those yeah. are yeah. those are are, are are different type of tiered level players man they're just special players that yeah. can find holes and they're very hard to see and very hard to track yeah this dude, he, he was is not small he was skinny. good dude he was really good. I had a buddy that came over last night. We're sitting there watching the game, and, and he's like, who's this Gibbs? So I had to, like, like go to my phone and kind of, like, I'm like, damn. But, yes, I mean, he hit the hole. And, and again, Detroit seemed to be able to win the line of scrimmage. So, again, that 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 helps right there. But, yeah, man, I, I did not see that coming from Gibbs. When 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 he started when he started doing what he was doing, I'm like, holy smoke, man. You um, That's something I didn't expect. And and hey, I man, thought it was a well balanced attack from Dan wasn't Campbell it? and the Lions, man. It was. Being able to wear him down with Montgomery and then keep mm -hmm. him off balance with Gibbs, and then hell, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, golf. He was throwing darts, man. Reynolds looked pretty mm -hmm. damn good, and then uh, St. Brown. You know, Cole asked that question yesterday. Anytime touchdown, hell, he was the first. Uh, he was the first touchdown for Detroit. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, watch the Lions, man. Um, I, I guess the hype go, is real. We go to the uh, to the penalties right here. So three yeah. penalties called on Kansas City that only, you know, uh, neglected them 25 yards, right? And then you also have four penalties for 63 yards. Now, see, that's the it's the yardage difference. Sure, it's only maybe one penalty, but it's still the yardage difference. So there were a couple of 15 – there's a lot more 15-yarders in the uh, 
you know, in, in, in the ones that were accredited to the Detroit Lions and there were to the Chiefs. So to me, man, you know, the proof, the, the, the tail is between the numbers and the proof is in the pudding, Rodney. Now that's not enough for the, uh, I guess for the basic eye to think anything mm-hmm. is going yeah. on there. But if you're kind of looking at it with a discreet eye, yeah, I don't know, or, or a, a, a suspect eye, I'm kind of feeling like Detroit was yeah. getting job just a little so, bit. Now that's not just because I took the four and a half. <laughs> one, well, I was it, sweating it, a little it, bit, man. I was, it, but even though like, I, I didn't think, um, I, I did not think that the Kansas city chiefs would cut. I thought they'd maybe win by a, a a field goal or whatnot. I thought it was in pretty decent hands. I didn't think they'd win by a touchdown. And and we've talked about coaching, you know, all week, you know, you know, as we get ready to talk about Texas and Alabama and how coaching is going to be so important in that game. I mean, when you get a dude like Dan Campbell, I mean, you know, here the fighting Dan Campbells and all that, but man, that that, that dude right there. Both of them went out. Both kneecaps went down, Rodney. I tell you what, what I'm so impressed with that dude. Yours like his halftime interview. It's like, you know, yeah. most of these coaches, most of these coaches, it's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're playing well. We need to work on whatever. And, and, you know, they take off. I mean, granted it's Melissa Stark. I'd probably start, stop and talk to her too, but whatever, whoever it was, but man, that dude's like all in detail right there. It's like, dude, check this shit out. I mean, uh, follow the lead here, guys, follow the lead of this dude. And, and again, man, that that's the intensity. That's, that's when you get somebody that, that that's played the game and played the game at the high level that gets out there and, and you can really tell not that other coaches don't, you can really tell this, this dude loves his fucking players. And, and that's, oh, yeah. and, and they know that. And, they, and, and the players love him, man. The players will him. fight for him, dude. That's exactly right. They're going to go run through a brick wall for this dude. If he tells them to, they'd cut their nuts off. If he told them to, Oh, it, uh, oh uh, it, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, that's, that's, that's where I start, you know, Hey coach, man, maybe we need to dial it back just a little bit, man. <laughs> Come on, Donnie. Oh. They were threatening castration. Are we going to split hairs here? I don't know if you guys oh, know that or not. Crazy stuff. But that's a that's that's a classic there from the Big Lebowski. Yeah, no, no. It, it, I mean, good good for Detroit. I mean, good for the NFL. Uh, I imagine the numbers are, are you know through the roof, and and that's great. What a great way to start the year. Montgomery I mean, last night, seventy four yards, getting the score. He looked. I thought he looked fantastic, getting a lot of tough yardage. Only eight yards in his long. That's the thing, mm-hmm. though, man. Um, he just felt like he pounded him. him down and just grinded him. him down and grinded him down. And then we talked about the explosive plays, keeping him off balance, dude. Gibbs steps in there, only seven carries, 42 yards, though. Good change of pace. It, it was a change of pace, man. It was at the time that he got that yardage. It was when when he got those forty two yards. It was when they needed when they needed that spark. And I think that's and again, great game plan, man. I mean, hell, like we like we're talking about Texas. You got two, three guys, whatever. Hell, plug them in there and let let them both be productive. And shit, then then you've got a great running game that night, day, whatever it is. And that, that's what Detroit did last night. Nope. What's that? Yeah, yeah lose you. Is that you? What happened? What you talking about? I don't know. Oh, never mind. I think that's an ad. Never mind. I got an oh. ad playing through my computer. My bad. No. Sorry about that. I was like, huh? That was weird. <laughs> hey. Did you guys hear that? Did everybody hear that? Did you just hear I'll all tell that? You what? Speaking speaking of ad, while while they jump on, you just saw BK. He's heading over to Covert Bee Cave. I mean, you, you've got a meet and greet happening out there. Lifetime Longhorn Michael Griffin's going to be out there. Hey, but what can we say about our great friends at, at Covert? bee cave i mean nestled out there 42 acres of beauty out there uh seven brands talk about them every day right here on the program gmc buick cadillac chrysler dodge jeep and ram in addition to those seven brands they also have the hop em hop em hippos serving those fords the blue oval over in huddo right there off of 79 and of course ford lincoln in austin uh over off of 183 you've got all of that have it's covert Coverts for 107 years, they have been serving you guys. You're not going to find a better deal than you're going to find at Covert. Not now, not ever. And it is Covert Ford B Cave. If you are out and about, if you're watching us right now, turn your app on, head on out to B Caves and go meet those guys. Go meet Griff. Go see BK. Go see Trey. Go see Hardball Harge. They're going to be out there. And also, Covert service base 86 of them not four or five or 10 86 of them they will do all your maintenance whether it be something major 
something major goes down on that ride, they'll take care of it because they take care of all makes and models or that, that, that preventative maintenance, let the dealer take care of it. Let covert take care of that. If you go somewhere, you're going to try to get upsold. They're going to be like, well, you may need a cap and air filter. No, you don't need that shit. The dealer's going to shoot you straight. And that's why you go to covert Ford BK. They are proud sponsors right here. of Texas sports unfiltered. Go see the guys, go get some good food, go get some smoky mo's, go get some of that verde. Not Verde, Verde. Go get some of that today. Stuff happening out there. You got about an hour, so get on over there. Covert B Caves. We love them on this channel. Hey, if you guys really go out there, you, you'll be hanging with Harge in real time, in real life. Mm -hmm. Think about that. You want to hang, hanging with Harge is coming up next. But if you guys think about it, you'll really be hanging with Harge if you go out. You've seen there. that studio? You've seen that studio that, that Brad and Bucky were in the other day? Brad, B Caves. Yeah, dude. Dude, yeah. I was like, man, look at that. That's I'm that's more, one of the I'm more intrigued with Harge's studio, though. I want to play the piano. That's what I want to do. How many studios that I, dude I wanna, have? I want to sing Drops of Jupiter <laughs> while playing the piano. I've seen him, I've seen him in like three different studios this week, man. That, that dude he travels a lot. I mean, that that dude's all over the place. But the, that does, covert one a very uh, busy man. I love what they did that, that with that room right there. I can only assume because that, that's like a, at some of the dealerships where you go in and they like you, you find the car you want. They take you and put you in this cold room and they're like, OK, that's where they wanted to. Let me let me go talk to the manager and, and your ass is just sitting there in that room. You're freezing your ass off and you can't get up and leave because they're going to lock the door and not let you out. And, and I love that covert B cave that man. They set up a nice studio. Wags, you and I need to go there, dude. You think they'll let us in there? I I would love to get out there. It would just be really hard. I wanted That's to do far. the show live from there. It would just be really hard for me to get back here to clock in for yeah. my other job. You, so what what I think you and I need to do, we're we're gonna nail us, we're gonna nail us a sponsor for the show. And we, we we can find us a cool spot in Williamson County and we can come out and we can do the chaos theory, uh maybe a special weekend edition or something like that. You know, break break down some we break down NASCAR, break down some fantasy sports. We go totally off the rails on a weekend. That's what we well, we're about to get into some college football here in just a minute. But I wanted to touch on some other things here uh, from the other side of the ball. People talked about, you know, Tony and his drops three. I mean, three drops, but they were very significant drops. And one almost catered to a pick. Well, it not almost did cater did. to a pick six yeah. for yeah. the Detroit Lions. That really did turn the it, it kind of turned the tide and allowed them to get back into the ball game here. Um Dan Campbell, first drive, going forward on fourth down, fake punt on fourth down, that set the damn tone. That absolutely set the tone, and you knew that they were – he talked about it, man, in, in that in that uh, famous speech that he had where he talks about biting kneecaps. It will mm -hmm. be a direct reflection of the city that we live in, man, and Detroit is a fighting – to what I've always known in my life, Detroit is a city that is just a blue-collar town, and they fight, man. They just yeah. fight for everything that they got. And it, it looked, dude, it, it that was very reminiscent on the field, man. It looked like it was represented to to what he wanted to, and they fought. They got down, and they fought back. They got down again, and they fought back. And then they were able to emerge victorious at the end of it, man. A lot of resolve. Just, just a remarkable team, dude. Yeah. And then you, you talk about how good that and solid that defense was. Man, Hutch was getting after it to the point where he was forcing false. Dude. Well, only one false start, but he was – Dude, he could have had false starts called on Taylor the entire night. We talked a little bit about that. Some positives that I want to take away, though, from Kansas City. I thought, you know, the receivers that stepped up in, in times that they needed to, I really liked what I saw out of uh, out of Rasheed Rice, the young rookie wide receiver out of there for, um, for Kansas City. Got him in my fantasy, took him around round eight. So yeah. I think, you know, as he continues to, to get a little bit more confidence with Patrick Mahomes, you'll start to see a little bit more rise and a little bit more um, product productivity out of Rasheed uh, Rice here. Only three catches, though, for 29 yards, but averaging over almost 10 yards, 9.7 yards per catch. And he did get a score. So that makes, you know, that kind of means that uh, Mahomes is, well, I think Mahomes just scans the target and finds anybody that's open yeah. in the red zone or in the, in the end zone. But again, yeah. if you can start to build that rapport and that trust with a with a young wide receiver, that can grow into tremendous things. And I thought I was going to see that from Tony. Hopefully, he just had a bad night. I don't think he was throwing. I I really don't. I, I'd hate to put that on and you know on somebody's character. Um, but dude, how how, how it looked bad? I mean, how horrible is that? If if that is the case, I mean, and and I'll be. Uh, we're not the only ones that are mm. saying. That. 
<laughs> we're we're not the only ones that, that that are maybe talking about that, but 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 it, they're going to be fine. I mean, when you plug Kelsey back in there, that's going to make a huge difference. I mean, that's you know kind of one of the concerns that that I have for for the Cowboys is when when I start looking forward into the Cowboys season. You know, you know with Dak Prescott, you always had Dalton Schultz, which was the you know he's looking everywhere trying to do first, second, third read, whatever it is. He can't find shit, so he dumps it underneath to Schultz. I mean, that that's where you have that you know where and again the impact of the tight end that that we've been talking about throughout the week but they're going to be totally fine and I just um it was a complete win it was a complete win for Detroit and I, I think that's really I think it's great for I think it's great for the NFL the well, damn field got knocked off how you feel about Ferguson as your as your tight end now man I think Ferguson's going to be a decent addition for the Cowboys so. I think so uh I'll tell you I'll tell you Monday after I get to actually <laughs> see the, the one that really counts so uh, we'll we'll see how about that Wags our teams are going to play each other man that, that's yeah um it, it's not going to be a fun night for Cowboys or uh for Giants fans I think the Cowboys are going to be able to run it up on the Giants it's just it is what it is. It's we've seen this before. We we know the uh. We, it's it's your all's favorite movie, right? To beat up on the cow or to beat up on the Giants. That's usually what happens well, on opening night. Well, yeah, I don't well. know. Eli, back when Eli was there, if, if, back when yeah. Eli was there, we used to have a say, shot, man. So I'm say if this game was at AT and T Stadium, I, I would give you the nod because right. we can't beat you there. I mean, hell, right. he he signed the wall over there, didn't he? When he won that first, I was at that game. <laughs> I was at that game. Fucking signs of wall. I'm like, yeah, all right, there you go. There you go. Here, here, here's all your artwork, Jerry. And he, and he signs a wall. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, hey, we talked we, we talked about it, why the guys are over there at Covert B Caves mm-hmm. right now. Um, and it is because they are getting ready and getting a lot of hype for our boys that are traveling out to Tuscaloosa, man. Um, yeah, yeah there's 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 just a game of small magnitude uh this saturday at 6 p.m central time so uh the the line is still seven Mm -hmm. for roll tide here the line is still seven anything throughout this week that kind of gives you a little bit more hype and hope that you think the longhorns can kind of shave this seven point advantage down and kind of make it into their own and and maybe we'll call this a a wtf rodney a wrong (laughs) team favored because that's what happened last night we had a wtf and maybe we'll have another one on saturday I can't go down that road, unfortunately. I mean, it, it, it it's going to be, I think what's going to happen here is, and yes, I mean, there are things that make me think that this could be, I mean, even at one point, it was a situation where I thought, okay, you're getting Bama a little down here or whatever. Maybe it's an opportunity where you get to the, you know, just past the midpoint of the third quarter and, and maybe you make a, and maybe you, maybe we stretch this thing out. I mean, maybe Texas stretches all of this out, but I don't, um, as much as as much as every time that I start thinking that, every time that I start thinking that, I see or hear something else from all the experts that we have around here, and it's like, or or and I talk to my my friends in Alabama. I was actually talking to um, I've got a friend that is a sports director at one of the um, stations in in um, in Mobile, and we had a long discussion of last night just talking about this thing back and forth. And after she was done with me, I'm like, okay, I'm 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 back to thinking no. 34 to 27 Bama, but I, I don't know, dude. I, um, it's gonna RPOs, man. Yeah. You, you, you've got to, the RPOs are going to be, I think the livelihood of what's going to make this work along with the running game. I mean, you have to have the short game in there. You have to establish all of that. And that's, you know, this is coach speak. This is anybody knows this Ray Charles can see this. If you get all of that working, <laughs> then you're going to, then you're going to be able to dump it down the field and, and, and hit the guys on, on the, on the long pass. And, and, I just, I just don't think that you're going to be able to establish the running game and the RPOs enough to where you can go deep. And I think that's going to be where Alabama's going to tighten up. Then they're going to shut one of them down, the the RPO or, or the running game. Then you're going to get a little one dimensional. Then then you're going to get lax. And then then you're going to start making mistakes. And that and that's what concerns me. Yeah, I would instead of uh, and we see a. A comment from Jaime Fernandez here. Uh, expect much better start from Texas's O line and Quinn. They're going to need to. They're absolutely going to need better. to, or it's, <laughs> yeah. they're going to get rolled. They're ab- they're going to get steamrolled by Bama. You you know you hear the phrase "roll tide." Well, yeah, that's what's going to happen, man. Tide will roll all over the Longhorns if you do not win in the trenches with the Hog Mollies, dude. Um, again, I talked a little bit about it on Tuesday. If there is 
an advantage that I think we have in one position skill level room, I think it is the wide receiver room. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a down year for Alabama's wide receivers. And I say this reluctantly, right? Because it just feels like, you know, it's a plug and play system there at Alabama. Any room that it is, they're going to be pros. You know what I mean? It just feels like Saban develops NFL talent and, you know, it, hell it's it's come to fruition for the past decade rodney so it's going to be tough going in there to or it's it's kind of crazy to think that you have any advantage on alabama but one advantage is motivation and staying hungry and that can happen you know hell to to the best of teams and and to any type of uh to any type of team and when you see like that 11 versus three and you're like man we only got 11 we only got ranked 11 rod or dude I got to climb. We got to do something to, you know, ascend to beat this, I, I guess, God level, God tiered yeah. ranked yeah. school and university exactly. of Alabama. And that's exactly. going to have to come in. That's going to have to come with balance and efficiency from the running backs. Look, we saw the three headed Hydra of Baxter, Blue, and Brooks. It's going to have to be a lot of game, a lot of clock management, a lot of time on the, or a lot of, uh, a lot of running the ball and a lot of ability to keep the defense of Alabama off balance and tired, man. It's going to be Mm -hmm. hot in Tuscaloosa. If you can use Mm -hmm. that to your advantage and wear them down, it's going to bode well for the Longhorns going forward. And, and, and I do go back to the, the, the other thing, like I was talking about during this week, earlier in the week, Wags, you can't, you can't let the environment beat you. You can't let the moment beat you. And, and that's another thing that, that I go back in because that, that, that crowd is going to be ruthless. I mean, they're going to be, yeah, Uh-oh, yeah, yeah. This program's played in, in bowl games and so forth and all this different things, but hell, the, the bowl game's been what 70 miles from here. It's been a home game. So you're, you're going into this atmosphere with with one of the true great programs that we have watched in the history of college football coached by one of the greatest coaches in in the history of college football as well and those fans are going to be rabid and they're going to be up your ass and mm-hmm. you're going to have to not not let that not let that become a factor and and that's i don't know i don't know how how we are preparing our team I, for that i, I don't know how you prepare for make, that i think we got to make we got to make Milrow one-dimensional as hard as that is, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got to limit him to beating you with the air. You got to take his legs away. Make we talked a little bit about that, you know, th- all throughout the week. He's very, he's a mobile quarterback. You got to take his mobility away from him and keep him contained on the end. So defensive front four is going to have to be, be, you know, very tough and, and get after it. And then look, the thing about that is if, and we talked about putting a spy on the guy too, right? If you put a spy on the quarterback, you're taking a position player away from him. Now I know that each, you know, there's 11, 11 versus 11 so each man has to be accountable for a position but still if you drop back and and put him in a spy position you take an, an advantage yeah. away of doubling up on on one of their mm-hmm. wide receivers and forcing mm-hmm. interceptions there so we'll see how pk plays this it's going to be tough again keeping him one-dimensional for me is one of the key components from the defensive point of scheming and attack yeah i i agree and and, and kind of back to the to the running back uh, uh issue or not issue a uh, situation you were talking about right there i really think and great like we said earlier in the week i mean it's great if you got three of them that are productive and it's balanced or whatever but dude if one of these dudes i don't give a shit who it is if one of these guys has a series and they're just balls out and just um put him back in i mean forget the I so heard you, are you are you about. you're on you're on going with the hot running back dude you you stay with the one that's toting the rock and then if at some point they cool off what and, about and keeping so, them fresh though you don't you don't you don't think there's any no, type of benefit man. of keeping them fresh dude i i think i think if I you know get, it disrupts it, the chemistry and it, and it disrupts yeah. the flow but yeah I, I just, no man dude, i just feel like i i feel like being fresh in the earlier part of the season when the weather is just yeah. brutal and muggy and just drains you, I feel like that is a hell. It's a strong component of winning. It's a strong right. recipe of well, winning. Now I know flow is important. I have, yeah. I've never played, you know, running back at the collegiate level, but I know, mm-hmm. I know flow is important to a running back yeah. uh, game. Yeah. Well, spell him a play or two. I mean, give him a breather. Let, let him go get water. I mean, whatever the case, whatever you want to do right there. But man, if, if you get to do with a hot hand, put him in there because he's figured something out. 
and and all that you you get in the moment right there they're going to get in this atmosphere like i'm talking about the crowd and and all of this shit that's going to be going on there yeah it, it's going to be hot you're going to be tired but, but you know how it is wags if you if you go into that tunnel vision and you're feeling it dude none of that afterwards yeah man oh man my ass is wore out man they were yeah, not exactly me, but <laughs> Go with the hot hand. And right, emotions take the, over. Yeah, forget emotions about the play. I don't want to hurt so-and-so's feelings. I, I told him he's going to get, you know, 10 plays or whatever. Forget that shit. Yeah, in this yeah. game, in this game, the Rice game, sure, play them all. But you get a you get a hot hand, dude, hell no. Leave him in there. Now, what, um, so what's your keys for success for the Longhorns here? Got uh, Win the line of scrimmage. I mean, I, I'm going to sit and, and I'm going to harp on Time that. possession. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, stretch this game out, stretch this ball game out. I mean, you're, you're, I think that your defense is up for the task. I, I'm not near as concerned about any of that, but you got to win the line of scrimmage. And I saw the comment there about that the offensive line is going to be better. Well, it, it better, like I said, but you got to control the line of scrimmage. And, and what does that, what does that do when you control the line of scrimmage? That does exactly what I was talking about to where you're going to, you're going to be able to be multifaceted. And eventually it does open up the deep ball for Quinn and, and, that's when that factors in, and, and this stretches thing out, man. Put this defense, put this defense on their heels. I want to see their hands on their hips. That's what I want to see. Then you have yeah. controlled the line of scrimmage, and you've answered all down. the questions about the offensive line. Wear them down. Wags, uh, Brandon comes in with Wags. What are the bets looking like this weekend? Let's eat. Absolutely. Let's Do eat, it. baby. Well, right now, I mean, I'm, I'm reluctant to bet on the money line here. For this game for Longhorns in, in Alabama, and I usually do this, right? I usually try to stay away from teams that I have a emotional interest. attachments yeah. to. You know what I mean? Because oh, usually yeah. it really it, it messes with it messes with the way I think about the game. Because I yeah. want to be optimistic. I always, you know, you hear me say this all the time. You never get, you know, enter a fight thinking that you're gonna get your ass kicked. Right. But I think about right. that with my teams too. Like I feel like I'm a part of the teams, I feel like I'm a part of the program. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I feel mm -hmm. like I'm out there making oh, yeah. a difference. And when I play, when I when you place the bet, you know that kind of gives that team a little bit of of power, or a little bit. You're you are putting your power on that team. So again, I don't like to bet on with my emotions or with the team that I'm betting on. I like to usually go with the over under on teams that's, that I'm close with here. Dude, um, that that's I would what take the over. I would I will definitely take the over in this game. I think it's going to be. It's not going to be explosive when it first starts, Rodney. But at that second half, when when we you just got done talking about it, when teams get tired, when defenses get tired, because both teams are going to get tired here. Both oh, defenses yeah. are going to get worn down here. We'll talk a little bit about what the weather projection is supposed to be tomorrow in uh in Tuscaloosa here. But look, you know it's going to be muggy. It's still you know early September here. The, the summer is starting to trickle off, and then finally getting to the fall seasons. And expect what you saw last week to kind of be a little bit of of uh replicated on the field on saturday here so in, in terms of weather wise to me that's gonna be a huge component man wear them down dog wear them down take the over and watch this 54 point game explode into like 65 man that's the only thing that i can tell you right now brian uh, we'll get down into other games too hey i also want to remind you though i you know we have our shows on the weekend that we still do as well um i will be talking to the powers that be to bring the Wagner wire here to Texas sports unfiltered, man. But as of right now, we still got Texas, um, or excuse me, we still got the Wagner wire on 1027 ESPN Austin, where I'll break down my fantasy lines on Sunday to get you guys ready for all those DraftKings updates as well. So, uh, Rodney, I mean, I guess we, you know, we got about 10 more minutes left into this thing. Any more last thoughts on Alabama and Texas? What are your score? What so I heard 34, 20, yeah, 30, 34-27, Bama's what I'm thinking. But, man, I'm just – I'm telling you go thing. higher. I'm telling you go higher, bro. I don't know, man. Well, I'm telling you go higher. I think we're going to see explosions on both sides of the ball, amigo. Hey, hey, man. Uh, chew those nails up, man. Um, I'm, seeing, I, I'm, I'm seeing six six receptions, maybe a buck 40, a buck 30 from Xavier Worthy here, hopefully two touchdowns. Um, and then on the, you know, 
on on that other side, you know, Sanders, I, I think Sanders yeah. gets two touchdowns, two tough scores in the red zone here. If you're looking for a Sanders touchdown or a Sanders anytime touchdown, that's that's obviously going to happen. Two TDs, if you're getting maybe a touchdown and a half, I'd take it. I think he's worth I think he's worth two touchdowns here, especially the threat in the red zone. And you saw what he was able to do on that 10-yard catch right there. It was almost like a little button hook, but he didn't actually hook. Uh, yeah. You actually hit him in stride there. Um Hell, it looked like a tight end seam to be honest with you. And then he was able to make that yak for 44 yards and then get the score there. He's going to do a lot of that, I think. And he's also going to be one hell of a threat in the red zone there for Alabama. That'll be tough to uh, to actually hone in on him and take him down. And then hell, maybe you get the entire wide receiver core with a touchdown. Ad Mitchell looked good last week. We'll see if he gets in there. But uh, we talked about it. A lot of the balance is going to have to come from the backfield here. And I would be happy if we just saw nothing. Well, you got to keep it balanced with with the air attack too. But I yeah, would be happy yeah. if we saw a lot of play from all three running backs. I know you just talked about it. You know, maybe go with the running back that's got the hot hand or whatnot, or feeling the vibe. Yeah, I like keeping them all fresh until maybe that defense gets worn down, and then go with the dude that has you know the flow and the chemistry. I, I'm just I, I'm just looking forward to to seeing what. Sark's game plan is going to be what what they have put together because obviously what we saw against Rice and and we were talking on Monday when we debuted you know here on TSU about that there was a lot of the there was a lot of the panic and and after game one and so forth but you know I, I think everybody agrees that that was a very plain Jane vanilla whatever you yeah. want to call game plan and and that was done intentionally um and and and, and it was weird because I heard our, our man Rod Babers talking um I, I think it was earlier or last week and he was talking about maybe you go a different way maybe maybe you throw everything at him I didn't think that was going to happen but but it was a it was a good thought you know the opposite of, of what was actually going to happen but it um I, I'm very curious to see and and again you got to come out and you got to come out fast you can't come out flat it, it just seemed like to me last week and maybe it was the game plan maybe it was the game plan because a game plan like that will tend to do this to to the offensive part of the uh, of the of the ball of the ball team of the football team uh that you're going to appear flat because it's very plain so man it's got to be high momentum i mean i want to see this thing clicking i do want to ask you wags because it, it it comes up anytime for this program when you get in a situation like this what comes up what comes up th this question so okay. if if quinn if Quinn is not producing, if he's if he's flat, do you go? Do you try? Do, do you go to Malik? Do you? Try, um, do you I like Malik anyway. I love Malik. I think in in close third down situations, I never understood while you're in third and one and you line up in shotgun. I just don't Every get time. that. I I mean, call me an old head. I don't Dude, get it, especially no. when you got a quarterback the size of Malik. Agreed. Put Malik under center and. Fucking lean forward. He will get you three yards. He will, he's built like Derrick Henry. Give I have I have never understood that when you're when you're in third and one and you have someone like that. Hell, even it doesn't have to be as big as when when it's third and one and you line the fucking guy five yards back. It, it's third and six. Yeah, dude, you're giving the <laughs> right? defense. You're giving the I defense mean, yards. I'm no mathematician, but you know they're going to stack the box. That's great. Well, it would be physics. It would be physics at that point, I think. Right? Oh, it would be God. physics. Oh um, man, logic, I, physics, dude, logic, that, and math. We'll put them all together. That, that, that drives theory. That drives me crazy. I, I don't care what level it's at. Oh, third and half a yard. Okay, let me line up six yards back and uh, waiting for the ball. Right. Come on, man. What is that? Right now. I don't know which game you're probably going to be watching. I'm assuming it's going to be Texas, Alabama, oh, yeah. but there are many games to be watching while you're doing that. And you can do that with audio visual consultations, 512-255-8678. They've been setting the standard in audio visual in audio visual automation for 35 years now, since 1988. Look them up on their website at avconsultations.com and see the gallery of projects that they have done over the past 35 years. If you don't have an idea of what you want in, in your house, that gallery of projects We'll give you an idea of what you want. You can see what I have in my – you guys mentioned it. It looks like Dave and Buster's, man. That's what Tom can do for you. He's he's uh, outfitted the entire Pluckers, uh, you know, restaurants all around Central Texas. And, hell, even he's gone out in, into uh, New Orleans as well. Or not New Orleans, but Louisiana. So make sure you guys are checking those uh, institutions out. We love Pluckers there, getting your wings there. Uh, but you'll also see a lot of audiovisual consultations projects. Again. You can get your golf simulator if it's too hot. I mean, the winter seasons, the fall seasons, we don't really have winter seasons in 
in Texas, maybe like two weeks no. or something like that. It's going to be 90 on Wednesday. It's going to be 90 right, on Wednesday. That's right, there you go. That's, that's a little bit of relief. But anyways, <laughs> you can get a golf simulator there from Tomacay. The sky is the limit. No jobs too big. No jobs too small. 512-255-8678. The setting the standard in audiovisual automation. The really smart guys that never make you feel dumb. You guys know all the little additives for them. They're just the best regardless, man. I stand by them. You should stand by them too. And the only way to do that is to support them and call them up. 512-255-8678. And all thank right, real for being quick, a part of TFU. Yeah. Real thank quick, bro. Uh-huh. We have a level up segment that we got to do I, again you guys know you guys talk about dave and busters in the background i love video games you guys should love video games too it's an outlet for me so i don't go getting crazy out there in town and bringing down our fairburg of austin <laughs> what released today nba 2k24 so mm-hmm. if you guys are into basketball all my hoopers out there you guys love you know the title the revered title of nba 2k well their new edition for uh, the 24 edition is out Make sure you guys grab that if you guys are into video games. And that is level up. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I like hey, talking. I, I, I like talking. I know Rodney's not really into video games, so I like mentioning Atari 2600, dude. Atari 2600. Atari 2600. Yeah. ColecoVision. <laughs> I, Buck Rodgers. I play Phoenix. I play Activision, my brother. <laughs> no, I, I need to. I, I need to get more entailed with that. I, I definitely do. Hey, I do want to mention as well, Wags, because I've had I've had a couple of people that, that reached out uh, about some of the racing stuff, uh, racing on here and, and doing all the different stuff. And, and yes, uh, I mean, we'll work on maybe getting Dirty Air oh. or Revved Up. Oh. You know, one of these things we here. got oh my god ronnie i'm sorry we but we do got we got video games oh my god yes <laughs> i love bethesda studios do i like video games do i like video games yes i love video games sorry rodney i'm sorry no that's all right the nerds, that, that, the nerds that's are totally here good. that's totally good that's totally good but um talking about nascar this weekend going to kansas i saw last night brad keselowski was there in his detroit uh, lion uniform BK. that's nascar's uh, bk yeah, that, that's right. That's right. So he was there uh, checking that out. I uh, had some folks asking about uh, what do you do here for this week if you're playing NASCAR fantasy or, or uh, daily sports stuff with that. Um, probably when you when you go to Kansas, you probably want to look at uh, the, the Hendrick cars. Uh, Kyle Larson uh, coming off of the win last week at Darlington, winning, uh, starting the playoffs right there. Probably want to look at uh, some of those fast Toyotas and then uh, sleeper. Uh, Chris Busher, who has done really badass things for uh, RFK Racing, uh, he's won I think four of the last seven races. That's a dude that you want to look at too. So the NASCAR at Kansas coming up this weekend. What um, what cars are hot lately? Is it the Toyotas or is it you know Chevy Chevy cars running good? Ford um, car, Fords. It, you know who Toyota. I like. Oh yeah, you know who yeah. I like. Toyota, the regular season champion right there, MTJ. That's Toyotas and Chevrolet has been really strong, dude. Uh, the the Fords and kind of have kind of gotten left behind, except for the RFK cars that I was talking about with Keselowski and and Busher. And, and nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw that coming. I mean, Jack Roush had fallen off the map, but man, they seemed to, they've been carrying the torch here for for Ford Blue Oval that you can find at Covert Ford in Hutto. By the way, go out there and tell them uh, that we racing on here. They'll get all fired up too. How about that? Loving it. Wags, do you like the new Starfield? Yes, I absolutely love Starfield. I'm only like three hours into it because I'm still trying to finish High on Life. I got too many games on my PC and I'm trying to kind of clear out some of the hard drive and space because Starfield's huge. It's like 119 gigs or something like that. It's crazy. Right? Not that I'm not that you know about that, Rodney, but we're, we're going to get you on that. We have that, to. We have that, to. Does that, does that have anything to do? You got to be my co pilot and you got to play Starfield. I also, there's this, um, there's this other one out there too. It's uh, it, God, I can't think of the name of it yet right now. But it's 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 another space game. But it's crazy, yeah. man. I'll have to get it up. I'll I don't know. I'll I'll have, I'll, to, I'll have to get it up. Jesus, I'll, I'll ask you. I'll ask me you on that. I'll ask you like an older gentleman oh. asked me uh, about something one time. Do you do that on the internet? Is that <laughs> on the internet? You do do it on the internet. I'm trying to find this game, <laughs> what this game's called, but I can't. Hey, it's time for our cross talk section. Um, we're about to bring in Mike Harge here in just a little bit. Uh, he is out there at Covert BK getting ready for the party as well, man. We bring Mike in right now for a little cross talk, getting him ready. Look at what's behind you. You got yeah. Priest Holmes out yeah. there. 
That's right. right. That's right. If it's not a piano, he's got some luxurious stuff behind him and like memorabilia. <laughs> so this dude is just, you got to go where Harge is. He's got the magic all around him. It's hanging with Harge coming up next, man. What do we got to preview for you, my guy? Well, obviously it's Bama week, the final day, the final sleep before we get in there and really get it going. We're also going to talk a lot about what happened last night. We got big football games happening this weekend. And check out the new logo, man. Check it out. I like they that. got it up on the wall. I'm out here QR with them, code. baby. That's how QR we do code. it with the QR code. I just hey. can't wait, man. This has been a lot of fun. And I got a question for you guys real quick. What's up? You know, Rodney, I always come to you when it's time to talk about uh, racing. Wags, I come to you when it's time to talk fantasy football. Uh, which one of you guys picked Kadarius Tony? And did he get drug tested today? Because <laughs> there was something really going on with that young man last night. Something <laughs> shady, Remember my when man. Tio had that bad game when he was at San Francisco. Tio couldn't catch a cold, right? Oh my goodness, he that's couldn't right. Catch anything. And then finally, he had the redemption catch, though. Like young, young, or no? It was Garrett. It was Jason Garrett. No, no it was it was young. Not he Jason threw Garrett, him the ball. Uh, the dude that married the Playboy star. Who, yeah. Who, who's uh, who was that guy? Sorry, the Playboy star? No, Which the one? Playboy model. He married a Playboy model. Who was it? Jeff Garcia. Ooh, Jeff oh, Garcia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Jeff Garcia, yeah. man. Jeff Garcia was the quarterback, and he finally went back to him and got, you know, I, I guess got Terrell Owens, you know, the redemption catch, the yeah. redemption touchdown catch. Well, yeah. we didn't see that from Kadarius Tony no. last night. They bro. gave him every opportunity to redeem him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they gave him they gave him plenty plenty of chances. Hey, Hardball, how, how's the vibe out there, man? You you got people already? You got people out already? Got I know Griff. Vibe is good, man. First good. off, anytime you walk into a dealership, <laughs> you better have a good vibe because this place <laughs> is absolutely beautiful. I got a chance to talk to Dan Covert just a little while ago. He is awesome. excited to have us out here. There's going to be Michael Griffin coming out here. They got food out here. There's so much happening. But uh, make sure you bring your wallet because it's about to go down for sure. That's what I'm talking about. What are you talking about, lines? What are yeah, you talking about? Uh, you know, make, make it rain, baby. Make it rain. <laughs> All right. Hey, Seven man. It's hanging with hard. Seven Seven up vehicles next. over there. You got That's it. right. It's Seven hanging with hard. coming up next. We're going to get out of here so Harge can do his thing. You guys have been great. We love you guys. Have a great weekend, man. We're out. Go, go hook them. Boom. Do it to it, brother. Appreciate you guys.